This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have a friend of mine for a uh, short 19 and a half years. Uh, Darren with me from uh, VFP, Visual Fitness Planner. Mario is here listening in as my live audience and bear witness to whatever we talk about. Um, you've been in the industry for a long time. You've seen it ebb and flow. You've been like one of the technology evangelists from the beginning. Probably could have checked you and me into some kind of, you know, uh, mental health, you know, uh, rehab, and now it's finally to the point where it's like, oh yeah, I know what you do. That's awesome. You've been around for a while. Now I finally get what you can do, you know, to help me run my business. So great to have you on the show, and uh, always a pleasure talking to you. So glad to be here. Awesome to have known you that long, and it has been a while in the industry. So glad to be here. Yeah, awesome. So let's give our uh, our, our listeners just a little background on. You as a person, how you got into the industry, how you, Mario, connected, uh, and then what VFP has kind of morphed into uh, today, because I think there's a lot of legacy. As I was running a software company, you know, uh, I got defined as, you know, my V1, my V2, my V3, and it was like PDMO123, and now it's like, I actually do that. Um, so give us your background, where you're from, where you're, where you're hanging out now, and then uh, we'll talk about the company. Very good. Yep. Grew up in uh, Texas and started in the health and fitness business. Actually got my start way back in the day with racquetball and fitness. Bruce Hendon, one of the pioneers in the industry. Oh, yeah. I remember Q clubs, though. No? Uh, uh, racquetball and fitness. Racket, racket and fitness. Then, yeah, in Spectrum. San, yeah, like now in San Spectrum. Antonio. Yeah, absolutely. San Antonio. Learned a lot there. And uh, then I actually uh, was operating clubs uh, in Fort Worth for uh, a, a hospital uh, health care system. Okay. And um, I've always had a passion for helping people. Uh, change their lives, live healthier lives, fit lives. And uh, that's actually where I ran into Mario. He was actually in charge of, of all the physical therapy services for the entire health uh, care system there. Uh, and wow. so um, he came to me with a, a really unique idea. And um, I had actually just finished up uh, the, the, pos- the, pro- the possibility of a, another startup. And uh, we, we shelved that one. Okay. And then Mario brought this idea. And we're like, wow, here's a missing ingredient. And we can, we can take this thing and, and make something happen. So, um, you know, speaking on behalf of Mario here, because we weren't going to get him his own headset. And we don't want to put him any, under any uh, un- unnecessary pressure, given our morning of meetings. Um, most businesses are set up because there's a frustration that's being solved, and that frustration can be solved by technology, and then you can take that, and then you can basically scale that. So what was the, the frustration that you guys both agreed on, say, like, hey, look, we got we to gotta fix this, and not fixing it on our leisure time or, like, telling someone else to fix it, but, like, hey, this is a company. Yeah. Uh, there are a couple of things that were absolutely key. One is selling fitness, selling health and fitness has always been incredibly intangible. You yeah. actually can't see it, feel it. It's just really hard, and you're sort of yeah. like buying in on faith. Uh, and so w- what we did is we said, hey, we have an amazing solution where we can actually make it tangible. You can actually see the vision of the future, your future mm-hmm. self, and the reduction of your health risks for diabetes, heart disease, stroke, and cancer. And we just made that sale tangible. Another huge issue uh, was the lack of the total lack of professionalism in the sales process. Yeah, I mean, it's probably one of, it's probably second to like buying a used car. It would be like getting a buying a health club membership back in the day. Right? I mean, absolutely. And it's one of the reasons why all of the government, state governments have sort of made, you know, bonding and all that sort of stuff, you know, sure. difficult because it was just not professional at all. Yeah. And we saw a huge uh, solution for that. And we brought that. We we're the first to bring that to the industry. There's a guy I was I, I sometimes listen to these investor relations calls and there's some CEOs who are like, 
so passionate about their business and then like these financial analysts and these equity analysts they come up and they like say like well your return on invested capital and your revenue per square foot this quarter was down he's like he stopped and he said look people buy with their eyes okay i have to give them an experience and they have to walk in to my this was restoration hardware right the guy's like look i'm not i don't care what you think it should cost me to build a box or what goes in it like People buy with their eyes. You don't. You've never run a business before, so don't fucking tell me like how much it costs to build this showroom that's going to do thirty million dollars in revenue. Like I know you don't, and I know how people feel and what makes them buy. Yeah, and that, uh, that was absolutely key in terms of us coming with this product because we actually have. Uh, I, I sold memberships. I sold personal training. I was in the trenches. Did you used to sell with like a laminate? Yeah, like, uh, like, like a, it was like a three ring binder. Like it was you're like, oof, oof, you can have this. And it's like, well, I can have what? What do I personally get besides like hitting someone on my credit card? We absolutely had that <laughs> color coded tab. So, you know, which one that you were going to flip to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, talk about because people probably don't even know, like the, the original software was to basically say, OK, here's what you look like now. Almost as like an, uh, you know, like an emoji. And here's what's going to happen if you. If you go through and it wasn't based on um, and it's based on science, not based on um, some kind of graphic design, uh, you know, element. Right. Absolutely. We actually have um, several patents on our technology. And the big the big part of the, the patent and the technology is uh, the predictive nature. So our technology takes where you are today, creates a 3D avatar. But then most importantly, based on an exercise routine, it actually predicts what the future vision of your body would look like. So gotcha. that prediction is, is really the key to it. So, so you make out the, the intangible tangible. You show someone like, hey, that looks like you, so now I can better visualize you know, what I'm going to get out of it, and I, I do want to look like that, if you can give me a path to get there. And then what have you lay, layered on to the, to the platform to make it a real, you know, like a sales management tool and, you know, on the predictive side and, you know, as I, when I worked with Don, Back in the day in Fitness Insight, you know, the version two is never done. You know, now we're on multiple versions. So where have you taken it and then what's the product set look like now? So what we've really been learning and we've had the privilege of being in the boardroom of, you know, so many of the very best um, operators in the world. And what we've learned and and have really angled our business to do is solve for uh, engagement. So we are we have built out a complete uh, CRM solution. Uh, sales task management, but also member engagement, because um, in our system, we are actually gathering some of the most rich data uh, of anybody in, in the industry, because we understand and know what their goals are, what their time frames are, what some of their stumbling blocks have been, what their you know family support structure looks like. And so the data pool that we actually have to be able to message to every single member and prospective member, uh, frankly, uh, is so rich because it can be so personalized and targeted to them. Uh, and then we can actually also message as they start to improve, make improvements uh, in their journey. Uh, why, for doesn't, why, why doesn't uh, somewhat of a rhetorical question? Because I actually know the answer to this. However, I'm going to ask it anyway. Why isn't a member management system, billing system, why isn't this automatically included as like I can turn this app on and off and like it's being built by the company that's controlling the member database? Why aren't they controlling the member engagement? 
uh, from my perspective, they have a huge uh, challenge in and of itself with what they're doing and, and the focus is on billing and management. Yeah. Uh, and so as an entrepreneur, to find that niche and then build that out and, and build out that ecosystem, uh, we are so much more nimble. We mm. are so much quicker. And in working with the very best and brightest, we can actually get to solutions uh, more efficiently, faster, and more effectively uh, than than some of the big guys can. Because you know, if they take their eye off the ball, then they're in trouble with their with their core business. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how like the tech stack has kind of evolved over time. I mean, I can't even remember my password to like Instagram and Facebook, so I, I definitely should not be running a tech stack <laughs> of a health club chain. But you know, like it's gotten to like you know six to eight to ten different you know companies that are all kind of APIing and working together and playing nicely in a sandbox. You know, what's your vision of some of these best-in-class providers on the CRM that have gotten to an interesting level on their own to say, okay, look, we, you know, we're, we're kind of doing things that are synergistic, and, and maybe if we could streamline this even better, you know, we could have a really, really interesting, you know, dashboard that comes out that we don't have to, like, all be talking to them about it individually. They don't have to do eight, eight calls on a weekly basis to know what their business is, they, but we'll actually, you know, fortify it for you? Uh, well, we, we actually embarked on a journey uh, almost three years ago to eliminate all of our technical debt and actually build out a system that is 100% API first. It's API forward. Uh, what does that mean, technical debt? I never heard of that. Uh, I kind of like it. Yeah, technical debt is basically when, when you build something and it's sort of your legacy technology yeah. uh, and maybe it didn't have automated testing uh, embedded in it or maybe hmm. uh, it had a, a reliance on a, a server that was not part of your uh, tech stack in some form or fashion that causes you to be inefficient in your wow. development process. Oh, I like that. Might use it on somebody later. Like, I like everything about you, but your technical debt, man, it's too much for me. <laughs> just too much for me. Yeah, too much of a liability. So, um, so, so as you go through and you start talking, like the, the industry's evolved now, where you can basically API with anybody. But it was it didn't start out that way. Nah, and, and who knows? Not. That might you know that might swing back in another direction at some point as well. So as you think about how your position in this mission critical part of the tech stack. You know, and, and being on the member engagement side, which is, you know, the lifeblood and he, effectively the only asset of a club is, is their their member list. So how do you think about, one, your responsibility for, for that, the metrics that you feel like you can really move the needle on and why, you know, it's, it's, it's mission critical for your, you know, for VFP to be part of that? Well, we, we believe that so much of the messaging and communication engagement today uh, is just primarily been focused either on the sales cycle, trying to get them into the club, right. and there's so much data that's out there that's not being leveraged, and it's actually not making the messaging personal to that member. And so the whole key to us right. is if that member list is gold for the clubs, how do we help them ensure that the, the communication and the connection to that member list actually impacts retention, which goes right to our vision and our passion of changing people's lives, helping them be you know, fitter, healthier, live longer, better lives mm -hmm. um, so they can impact society in a, in a really positive way. Got it. That's awesome. So when, when a, you have a club that's on the system, how much of it is who, who oversees the analytics that are being provided by you and who's taking the actions or someone's take actions being taken 
automatically and electronically? Some of those things are basically like an alert. How does it work? Uh, there's a, a wide variety, and it really depends on the sophistication level of the club operator. So in some cases, it is alerting maybe the, the actual like ground staff on the ground in the yep. trenches. Hey, a prospect has come in, or hey, this member has come in uh, through a text message uh, alert maybe to them so that they know that they're they're in the club. Um, other, uh, other clubs that are maybe more sophisticated um, are diving into our reports, some of them even, you know, cut and slice the data in a different way. And then we also have some amazing, through the API connections, we actually have some customers who are leveraging the data, uh, whether it's a data warehouse or a data lake, yeah. um, and, and looking at that data in even uh, different ways than, than we can provide. And then some of our clubs are, are very, very basic. And so they rely 100% on the, the data that we're delivering, the insights that we're delivering to them on a day-to-day -day basis uh, to manage their club. Well, so what kind of results, you know, like when, when someone's like, all right, tell me like the three most awesome things that have you that, that have happened, you know, whether it's metric related or, you know, individual related. Um, you know, we, we've had the privilege of working, like I said earlier, with some of the very best brands uh, mm -hmm. in the world. And so a couple of things that have, have absolutely been, you know, numbers is the, the driving of personal training revenue and small group training. Um, mm -hmm. We work with a lot of our clubs as well on moving the needle for getting those brand new members yeah. engaged through the onboarding process. And that's part of our passion as well, is to impact those numbers. So not only are they impacting the financial numbers mm -hmm. um, of those clubs, but also the, the retention and therefore changing people's lives. So, so that's certainly part of it. Um, I think the other thing that's just really been amazing for me personally is the opportunity to have built the trust with so many of these operators. I mean, you just mm -hmm. go down the list, doesn't matter, 24-hour fitness, Good yeah. Life Fitness, Best, The Edge, UFIT, Crunch, Export, Gold Gym International, you just go through this huge list of people and to have uh, had the opportunity uh, to work hand-in-hand -hand with them, to solve for uh, and improve their businesses yeah. uh, is, is really, really exciting and, and make an impact on their business. Yeah. Well, one, one thing that uh, I, was, I think I was watching CNN last night, they were talking about um, like artificial intelligence and like data analytics. And, and they were talking about all the different software companies that are out there. And it's like somebody said, like, no, I, I, I'm working with this company because I have a relationship with like the account exec or I have a relationship with like the data science. I, I think people need to realize that. You know, when you're buying a software product, if it's, if it's off the shelf, it's like a Norton or Adobe or Gmail. Like, yeah, obviously you don't need to make a call if something happens or you don't, they don't really need to listen to you because they're not really providing something that's mission critical to your business. They're, they're providing a platform for you to do stuff, right, as an individual. So, like, when somebody works with VFP, you know, they know that they got you on speed dial. They got Mario on speed dial. Like, this is not you know, a self-serve uh, forever. And, you know, once we get the sale, like, you know, see you later, bye. Yeah, and I think uh, that's one of the yeah. things that makes us, you know, stand out in yeah. the industry. And it's yeah. why we've been around. This is my 25th URSA, wow. right? You know, this is why we've been around and stand out for a long time because we actually take it so personally, yep. the, the success and to give great solutions to our customers mm -hmm. that if something's not exactly the way it needs to be, we're losing sleep until it's right. And right. we've built a culture within our company that that's the way that we treat our customers. We're partners right. and, and we are grinding it out every day to make their business better. Yeah, now, I used to work at a, at a firm and it was, 
the, the culture was a little toxic. They'd be like, oh, that client, like, that client sucks. And I'm like, what? Well, you can't ever talk like that. Like, you're here to, like, help that client, you know, do this deal. This was back when I was, like, at a big firm in the 90s. And I was like, that was weird, man. Like, you can't be – those. that's, like, the only thing that matters is the client, right? I, nobody else is paying us. That's right. So, they are, that's like who they, we work for. Yeah, like, I'm supporting <laughs> this or I'm advising this person. I'm just like, I got to get out of here. Um, so what are some of the, uh, the, the Darren Allen-isms that people, uh, you know, like – yeah, over the years, you know, you come up with like your little quotes or you got management style or there's something, you know, somebody that you quote often or a phrase that, you know, that, that pays. What's your uh, what do you got in your holster that, that, you, that you like to say? Um, well, everybody knows one of the things I often say is um, go faster dot com. And so <laughs> it's and, and it's actually a Darrenism. And what, it's so funny thing, like going way back in the day, one of our great people uh, on the team is Amy Simpson. And she actually won the URSA Fitness Cybex Director, Fitness Director of the Year yeah. Award way back in 99. Anyway, when we had our club, we actually had a newsletter. And funny that you said Darrenism because we actually had a section called Darrenisms oh, yeah. <laughs> in, the, in the newsletter. Uh, but GoFaster.com is, is definitely one of those things. And then I absolutely am a... a raving fan of John Wooden Uh, and so his entire success pyramid and his definition of what success is um, we've actually taken our entire company through that entire pyramid and everybody knows that success is really you know it's a determination of doing the very best of which you are capable of doing and, and, and if you give that every day, then you're yeah. going to change somebody's life and make the company better as well. Yeah, it's amazing. Don Hoskins and I you know, ran a software company back in the day when you and I met you know, on AOL Dial-Up. And uh, <laughs> this is some of the things you learn over time. But uh, I, I just remember saying to him, like, he was like talking, okay, we got like a new version launched. And he's on the phone, you know, like, he's telling people about the next version of, like, what else we're at. And I'm like, dude, can you do me a favor? Let the paint dry on this version. And let's, can we just sell this one? Like, it's, it's dry, man. It's like a constant, like, mural. Like, it's wet. It's not ready yet. And it's like, it can't be sold until, like, we have these extra bells and whistles. So you've gone through a lot of different versions and gotten to a point where, like, look, we know. We understand your business from the ground up. Like, you guys are built, you know, this came out of you're having a frustration. And it's evolved into, you know, 20-plus years of helping people and, you know, making sure member engagement, which people have been talking about for a while, and, you know, retention. But now it's finally to the point where you can actually do it and technology's there and you guys are on the, the front end of that. So. Absolutely. And, and you know, to be honest with you, it's interesting, you know, when you talk about Don and saying, hey, what's coming next? Well, in, in today's world, um, that's we actually now we call that the roadmap. Right. And so in our roadmap, here's what's coming. But your customers, they actually want to know that. And I think one of the things yeah. that separates VFP and we're actually going by VFP next now uh, because it's that uh, next thing. Thanks for the heads up on that. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe before the podcast, you told me that, dude. <laughs> VIP um, next. <laughs> next. Uh, is that we are not uh, building our, our roadmap and we're not driven by only our vision and what we see. We're actually most highly informed 
from our customers and the solutions that they're looking for yeah. and the pain that they need solved. And so that relationship with those customers to inform that roadmap and, mm -hmm. and take us where we're going next uh, is absolutely key. And it's a differentiator for us because I think some companies say, oh, here's this problem. Uh, we're gonna, here's how we're gonna solve it. Right. And they are not in the trenches. They haven't actually been there with the operators and really yeah. understood that. Uh, and, and I think that separates us. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting how like your brain gets kind of rewired into like the industry that you're in. And you, you know, people come in to us with new ideas all the time. They say, I want to do this class pass type of thing, but it's like a tax, like dynamic pricing and unlimited memberships. And uh, I'll talk to the guy and, and uh, so, so what have you, you been doing the last couple of years? Like, oh, I was uh, I was working in like management consulting. I'm like, you, like that that might be a good idea, but you have no basis for even understanding how this works. Like, why don't you come back? To, why don't you go work in a gym or go work in a club? Go spend a year there, then rewrite your idea based on how it actually works, and then come back and tell me what the frustration is. Like, you you don't even know if there's a frustration you're solving. You're just like tying like three buzzwords together. That's right. That, that's crazy. funny because uh, I you know I was thinking about maybe a couple pieces of advice I might give to somebody or a new a new entrepreneur startup or something like that and and one of them is don't build something that competes with me that'd be the first one right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually in, in all seriousness the second one is what you just said you have to understand this industry and you have to have a basis for what you're doing um, otherwise you know you, you'll, you'll 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 flame out you'll do something that's just not relevant yeah um, you know so as the industry grows and as you think about all the different you know roadmap you know areas that you can go down the one interesting thing i think is going to happen over time is like when people start to understand like hey technology is running my business and when i was running around you know i'd be like oh it's uh 50 bucks a month per club or 100 bucks a month or you know if i get over 300 like i gotta bring like a like you know kleenex box with me because someone's getting a bloody nose i'm like how can i pay 300 bucks a month for you to manage all of my digital it's like that's it 300 a month right <laughs> so how do you think about like the evolution of what people are going to be willing to pay when basically like this tech stack that's going to be you know maybe there'll be three best in class companies that you know aggregate a number of these different best in class apps say like okay look it's five grand a month or it might, it might be 10 grand a month. I don't know what the right answer is, but we're going to be taking so much of the infrastructure and cost down and there's going to be data analytics and prediction. And, you know, how do you, how do you think about that? Because I know you, me, Mario, Don, we've all been beaten up being like 99 a month. Like, can, can I go any lower than that? It's like, I can't even get like, you know, a salmon and, you know, a side dish for this, but I'm going to run your whole business. So how do you think about the evolution of pricing and about, the mission criticalization of like what what you've done. So uh, absolutely, we've all been beat up, right? And and I think that so many times there's just not an understanding of the 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 sunk development cost that is ongoing every single month, uh, yep. the cost of API integration, all that sort of stuff. But I think that it's going to really be focused on the value that is delivered to that club, and to your point, the the you know the cutting out of some of the cost. You yeah. know, technology can save so much 
much time. Uh, and, and that's some of the things that we're seeing in one of our you know, niche products that we actually have is, is our, our challenge uh, platform. But the mm-hmm. amount of time that it saves and all of the spreadsheets and all right. the paper and all the printing and all that sort of stuff, um, we have to do a better job of conveying that cost savings, that sure. time savings. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I don't know exactly what that price point is going to be. I think there's going to also be a stratified um, uh, pricing model because there's going to be a, a you know a PS you know professional services aspect to right. this for certain customers. You're going to have enterprise. You're going to have more studio, um, you know, smaller footprints. And so I think it'll be all over the board. But I think that the the value and the the cost savings to your point yeah. um, is incredibly significant. And then when you automate so much of that analysis, that reporting, and then you give them insights to quickly, mm-hmm. very quickly move the needle on their business, uh, they're going to be they're going to be willing to, to invest in that. Yeah, for sure. I wonder if um, you know just for this probably should be on our, our to do list after this. But to think about, you know, should there be a percentage of this business that's made up of you know SaaS revenue? But does it benefit us to say, hey, look, it's a dollar per tour, or it's a dollar per you know a member per month to make to make sure like we're aligned with them on like. Look, I want to keep your members, so I'm gonna. I'm I'm comfortable using that, but I just can't give you like I can't give you everything forever for like 300 a month. Like at some point, the economics don't make sense for you as a business, even though the value of SaaS companies is what it you know it is, and it'll continue to be because of the stickiness of it. But like at some point, you got to say, all right, like I'm kayak or I'm a you know I'm charging you. I got to charge you on a per use basis at some point. I don't know if we've gone like too far away from that where we can't bring it back, but that's how you get something. I get something, you know, you're getting paid a membership. Give me some of that. Yeah. I mean, I think if your goals are are absolutely aligned with the operator, I think that there could be an appetite for that. Um, you know, if the value is being delivered in there and I think that there's absolutely interesting ways to, to get that buy-in and have that goal alignment with the customer. Well, man, it's been a pleasure talking to you live on the mic. Hopefully Noah's got the, the cassette tape in there and recorded all this. Um, and we have Mario in the uh, in the studio here, so that was helpful. So to gofaster.com, to see where you guys have been, to where we're going, it's exciting. You know, you walk around here now as a, as a tech, you know, action and thought leader instead of being like the crazy guys that, you know, like hopefully they're coming back next year and so I can learn about like what new iteration they have. But now it's like everyone's finally caught up, so... It's got to be a much healthier feeling. Absolutely. Being around. And, uh, you know, we look forward to helping with your guys' growth. And um, we're going to work on Plan A. It was all about Plan A, version 1, (laughs) 2.0. Make it work. (laughs) Sounds great, This has been uh, Pete Moore on Halo Talks with the VFP dot, 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 next. Next.